0: Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business, and we're friends, like my friend, Dr. Andy. Dr. Andy, do you let friends feed kibble? I do not. Yeah. Do you hang out with people that feed
1: kibble? <sighs> hmm. <I> don't, think, <laughs> don't, <laughs> I don't answer think, that. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, hang out? Like, I'm very particular on who gets any of my extra time. So, mm-hmm. I'm trying. My in-laws, yeah, they still feed kibble um that's so strange you know how does that happen how does that happen that you're like a doctor my mother fed kibble too what
0: what do you think that is why can't we be a good coach in our family somebody said that
1: if somebody's told me it's if they ever like wiped your butt they don't listen to you (laughs) no matter what
0: Your mother-in-law wiped your butt?
1: No, she did not. She wiped Sean's butt. Sean's butt. Okay. I got you. They have two inappropriate dogs, very big, um, constant problems, but nope, won't listen to us. I wonder what that fear is. Uh, Or I really. It's just, just, it's their age and not doing it before. And now it's just too much work. Let me tell you in their song. heads. Yeah. In their heads. In their heads. Not that it actually is.
0: Yeah. But. I um I'm gonna get some I gotta get some new videos up on the website that show people how easy it really is to feed raw because and I'm gonna put a timer up. And I'm even gonna <laughs> warm the food up. And I'm gonna show you how Thanks. fast and easy it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, and now for super preppers, it may be different. And right. we had a super prepper at one time that actually would prep an entire month.
1: That's insane. That's awesome.
0: That, and, and she was so organized, right? I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's the prettiest freezer I've ever seen. Right. And so it was all lined out and it was all already in their packaging and boom, 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 boom. Wow. And she only had two little dachshunds, two little torchies. Yeah. So And, uh, but she was a super prepper. Yeah. I, I am not. I'm like there it is
1: i i do about four or five days so it takes me i don't know 45 minutes to an hour for all of that but i've got different sized dogs i got different size containers i've got this dog can eat this this dog can't eat that but that's like a, almost a whole week done yeah not, i did, not, i not, yeah i'm like wait do i have food thought out
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> and if not you get fish all right there you go see Hey, I want to ask you today about x-rays, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you require or do you even think it is necessary if a dog is having an issue before it comes to see you to have an x-ray?
1: Rarely, if ever. A lot of times I already do. And I love to look at x-rays. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think they're great. They're, they, they, they're limited in what information they can give us, uh, but it rules out big, ugly things. Like what's a big, ugly thing. Tumors, enlarged organs, Mm. um, (laughs) you know, uh, severe, severe arthritis, which actually still doesn't necessarily, um, dictate that they don't get adjusted. I just know what we're dealing with inside. um, because no, I cannot feel if there's arthritis. I can suspect I'm very big on words. We talked about words in a podcast a couple of weeks ago, right? Right. Um, you're not sick. You're detoxing. You're not this, you're doing that, you know, like words are important. And I think veterinarians use a lot of poor wording when they're looking at x-rays. Um, but yeah, like there's an indication I can feel if there's an indication of arthritis, like the vertebrae aren't moving as well as they should, or a knee's not moving or, but I can't tell. You need an x-ray for that. And generally, even if there is arthritis, we're still going to do chiropractic. Yeah. I
0: was like, well, what, I mean, that wouldn't make any difference, right? If your dog has arthritis.
1: Right. No. Um, It might, it might be, I'm a, I'm so light anyway that I'm like, I don't even worry about it anymore. Um, I, you know, I do a lot more muscle spindle cell um, work. I do a lot more with my tuning fork. Like I do much, you know, with my arthrostim, like I do so much light work anyway that I'm not, worried about it, right? I'm not worried about necessarily a dog with IBDD and, oh, but their cervical spine is unstable. Yeah, because the neurology is not firing like it should. Those muscles and tendons across the joint are not stabilizing the joint. So if I get in there and do all my light techniques and activate the nervous system, that actually may stabilize that joint a little bit for your dog. Can I get rid of arthritis? No. What's no, it that, if, if
0: you could, I'd be on your table.
1: And actually, I'm going to clarify this a little bit more. Bony changes, I can't change. Actual inflammation, very possible. If, you have ve- if the dog has very um, beginnings of arthritis and we just have joint inflammation, yeah, we might be able to change that. But actual bony changes, actual spurring, actual spondylolisis, spondylolisis, where the spine actually has grown together. Ooh. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, We can talk about that in a second. That I'm not changing. Now, but Dr. Andy, how the heck has an adjustment change a spine that's grown together? I don't know, but it does. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like you
1: would think as vertebrae are fused together, that me doing my little tuning fork on L4 wouldn't, but it changes a lot because we're actually impacting the synaptic pools that fire into your spinal cord. I'm not messing with the bone. We're going deeper than that. We're going into the neurology and the tracks that are going down that spinal cord and innervating muscles and tendons and organs and everything else in the body. So it helps. And I love to tell people I've seen x-rays of dog spines that are completely fused, like amazing. Usually German shepherds, by the way. They love to do this stuff. Um, and the dog walks in like, yeah, my back bothers me a little bit. And then I've seen the most beautiful x-rays. This space is fine. Joint space is good. Hips good. And the dogs lay in there like I can't move. So painful. So ouchy. Um, act paralyzed sometimes, right? And it's just fascinating. So x-rays, nice indication. So, and the vets that I generally work with we've kind of come gotten into a rhythm that they'll do their thing. They send them over to me. I do my thing. We always talk about like that three visits. And then mm-hmm. if there's no improvement, then we go to x-rays.
0: Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah.
1: Right. And if they're a lot better then we don't worry about it until so maybe we need to or whatever, but yeah.
0: Talk to me a little bit about this spine
1: fusion. I have a German shepherd. <laughs> what are you saying? Um, I don't know I, I why them, but that's generally where you see spondylosis or spondylothesis. It's when they actually, to stabilize the vertebrae, the body decides to lay down more bone and actually join the, the vertebrae, the bones together in the spine to stabilize it. Sometimes it's incidental finding, meaning we didn't even know that was there. The dog wasn't even complaining about back pain, anything like that. And it's just, oh, it's there. Of course, once the vet sees it, oh, we've got to treat it. Oh my God, don't touch the dog. Oh my, I'm like, again, like there's no clinical findings. The dog's not sore. There's no reason not to continue with chiropractic or do you even need to treat it? Right. You know, if it's not painful or not bothering them, just, okay, make a note of it. We've got this going on. You know, what you just said is, is
0: exactly the way that Dr. Cowan talks about what the body does. Because what you said was, basically, correct me if I'm wrong, that the body laid down that bone to protect the body for some reason that yeah. we don't know, right? Yeah. And he even talks about that in um just all different types of things that we would say the body is ill. and And he's like, we don't necessarily know why the body – lays down these certain things <clears throat> excuse me oh i know one they were talking about tartar mm-hmm. okay tartar in the in the mouth and they were saying typically what you see is that the bone structure is not solid there that is not good and so the the body tends to lay down some tartar in there um to help strengthen it so that's just one example right there's some different yeah. things um that they've looked at and um I find that fascinating. So when he is looking at stories of the body, it's always a story, right? He's Mm -hmm. like, what what is the story? What is the body trying to tell us? What is the body saying? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So was there a previous injury there that the body needed to lay down some bone? Is it something else? I don't know. When it is like four segments, it's like, okay, what's going on? Probably I'll never know that answer. If it's just one, then generally that's, you know, an injury. A lot of times it's at T13, L1, L1, L2, because that thoracolumbar area of the spine has the most motion in the spine. So it's doing the most work. So the body's trying to stabilize that joint as best it can by laying down some more bone. You also tend to see it. If you get good enough x-rays, it's hard to get through the scaps on the front of the dog, because there's just so many layers of bone, but the CT junction, the cervical thoracic junction, right? Where the cervical spine makes the thoracic spine. You'll have some, um, bone laid down because that shoulder girdle was, has been unstable. Um, and so the body's trying to stabilize that in a dog, um, In and people, you see that you actually see spondylosis or spondylolisthesis in, uh, wrestlers and gymnasts. Later in life, because of those, you know how those those cute little muscular gymnasts end all their routines with those huge back bends with their arms up. That will that will injure the lumbar spine, and so the body will lay down more bone. And a lot of times later in life, you'll you'll see that in people.
0: And and those gymnasts, do they typically does that typically cause arthritis in them? Or
1: well, yes, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's symptomatic.
0: Okay. Got mm-hmm. it. You know what? Um, my mom is uh, working to get off a lot of her medications that her doctor has has put her on, and one is this arthritis medicine, right? Mm-hmm. And she's swe-
1: wearing,
0: yeah, deflux def something. De- de- okay, so okay, it's it's some one,
1: but is it an NSAID? Like,
0: I don't know. Okay, but but one, one thing. The okay, mechanism. Sorry. Well, Go ahead. He- here's the problem. She's on. Um, arthritis medicine, high blood pressure medicine, mm-hmm. um, arrhythmia medicine mm-hmm. and antidepressants mm-hmm. because all of those are causing, it's like this big, crazy, yep. you know, catch yes. 22 you're on this and it causes a vicious that cycle. It's yep. a vicious cycle. And yep. I was talking to, to Dr. Cowan about it and he was like, this is not going to be an easy, Mm-mm. uh, transition Dee. you know, uh, she's kind of, he said what you said about, uh, um, whiskey. Uh, the dog, he said, she's a mess. The doctors have her in a mess.
1: Yes, but uh, my unwinding that mess is Ooh. is not an easy journey.
0: Right, and mm-hmm. and but my point was, do they have these? I guess they do have the NSAIDs for dogs that have arthritis, mm-hmm. right? And and yeah. which ones are those?
1: Those are your Rimedals, your vetprofins your carprofins, your Meloxicams your, there's a few other ones out there. Those are your NSAIDs. Oh, your Mm -hmm. Galloprant. That's the new one on the block. That's supposedly easier on their stomach, kidney, and livers. Jury's still out. I haven't really clinically seen it to be any less evasive, but just more expensive.
0: Right. (laughs) What what do you think the long-term damage is for dogs that are on those? Let's say you've got a a senior nine year old, and, and they're going to live to fifteen, and they're on those insets is entire times. What happens?
1: Um. Uh, well, the liver and kidney damage is a given. Um, there's new research that it destroys the microbiome of the gut, and oh yeah, their joints will break down more so than they would without it, even though they're on it to. Pre- to, they don't actually protect the joints. I was going to say protect the joints. That is not what these medications do. They handle the pain caused by supposedly arthritic pain or inflammation in the joints. They are not joint protective. That's a different category of stuff. Um, But long-term use of them will break down the joints more. Now, is that because of the mechanism in the body, or is it because the dog feels so good they go off and do too much? The jury's out. So these medications um, should be used as needed. And if that, meaning I tell a lot of clients that, you know, the dog that has periodic limping or periodic low back pain, keep it in the cabinet. You know, they're 10, they still want to go on a four mile hike, go do dog stuff, right? Go do dog stuff and have it on hand. And if you need it, that's how they should be used. This, you know, I've had four year old Labradors in here that were on Rimadyl twice a day for the rest of their lives. Oh, that's idiotic, idiotic. That is veterinary malpractice. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then it's up to the client. We have conversations. I educate and it's up to the client to talk to the vet and handle how they want to go forward. But adding in chiropractic to dog now feels better. So it's easier to stop that stuff, right? It's easier to have that conversation with the vet. Like they're feeling better. Can I just try this and this? And, you know, most of the time the vets are like, okay, whatever. But yeah. do, you,
0: do you, you know, um, obviously um, I like duck feet. I like uh, getting people off of kibble that's inflammatory and also doing yep. chiropractic. So those three things right there are amazing to help with joint pain. Yeah. But you have a lot of people that just right off the bat will put their dog on a dasquin. Yeah, right? Um young ones that I see for this yes. joint. What do you think about dasquin? Um
1: it's way expensive. Like why bother? Like it's synthetic. Is the body actually even utilizing it? And do not put it on a young dog. Okay, the body is innately lazy, innately lazy. And if you start replacing what the body can make with a synthetic product, it's going to let the th- synthetic product take over. So young dogs know they should be getting the duck feet. They should be eating the tracheas. They need to change the diet. We need to get proper nutrition in there and get the body doing what it needs to do. Okay, now we're 13. You need some dasiquin? Okay. <laughs> um, if you want to, and I tell people with your joint protective products, which are your Daciquins, your Cosaquins, your um, Antler Velvet, your MSM, your Muscular Skeletal, whatever, rotate, rotate, rotate with those two. Because each one of them ha- gets source- sources all their stuff from different places. It's going to make the body keep working and supporting. And you're going to find that this dog does better on this one product. Okay. Then you use that one a little bit more, but you still rotate. Right. Everyone asks me, what do you, what do I, should I put my dog on? I don't know. What is your dog going to respond to? And, what? And- I have to try things. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. So um,
0: yeah, I, I just did, we just did a video. It's not up yet. So um, on a lot of our products now we have these little videos, right. That, that will pop up and you can click on them. And Brian does a lot of them. And we were doing this the other day on probiotics. We have six of them, six different probiotics mm-hmm. in our line. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's like, look, um, one is for, you know, m- the, the soil and sea is a lot uh-huh. for a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Yep. Uh, but I would say that it's almost like every dog's own kibble has that, but whatever. Um, The there are some that may be a little more specific, like the kitties. The kitties would not get the Phytos flora that is a canine specific. Um, Mm -hmm. the wolf is canine specific, I believe. So we have six different ones, but Mm -hmm. I would say work your way through all of them.
1: Yes, you know, absolutely. They take a month off. Yeah, there's new research that if you're on the same probiotic, day in and day out, you or your animal, it's almost like taking an antibiotic because you're only feeding these thousand over here and the other thousand are growing out of control. And now you're out of balance. Um, the thing with the microbiome is you when you have a problem, you are out of balance. These bugs have grown too much in your small intestine. They don't belong there. Or this bunch has grown too much in your large intestine. They shouldn't be that, you know, it's out of balance. There's Mm -hmm. not a problem here. We just need to either take all the probiotics out for a month, put in like torch can only take the soil and see Nice. any other probiotic makes you sick. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't. And you know what? He only gets that maybe twice a week. And I, I am so erratic with my supplements. It drives people nuts. Right. They're like, wait, don't you just buy a bottle and go through it months after? No, no, I have no idea what I throw in half the time, except for the omegas. They always get an omega, either phytosynergy or the C potent. Um, they do get an omega most yeah. days. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, I get more erratic people, get less militant um, and pay attention to your animal. What? signs and symptoms are you seeing?
0: Well, and two, when people when, when, a, when a dog, okay, pulls away from a product, mm-hmm. the other question is always going to be, what are the supplements going in? Um and I would say that I would take all those supplements out. Whether mm-hmm. it's not going to it's not going to kill your dog to take them out. No. We, we, you, you, it's just not. Um, and so we want to look at that. And I would say, take them out for two weeks. Like you said, take them out for two weeks, just do food. I also would say, if you're feeding the same protein over and over and over and over, especially ones that have more than just meat, bone, organ, and fat, let's say um, the beginner's choice has tripe and fish, right? So, and it also has a higher bone content. If I see one product, that one is going to be the one, if you feed that over and over and over and over, the dog will step back from that, especially if you're adding in omega-3s on top Mm -hmm. of
1: that. On top of that.
0: Um, So it's just, again, it's a tweak. It's not that you have to stop feeding that, Mm -hmm. but you've got to get other things in the rotation, right? And Remember, there's a lot of different beef products, but beef is beef. So, you know, you might think you're rotating because you're doing beginner's choice or beef PMR or beef HVM. It's still all beef. It's still all beef. Yeah. Right. And it's- there's no way a dog is, is allergic to every single protein that we have. It's not possible, guys. It is just not possible. They can't be allergic to, to
1: fish and They're rabbit not. and pork and lamb and duck and turkey now, if you actually have a digestive issue that needs to be handled and it needs to be handled with digestive enzymes, most likely not probiotics, people digestive enzymes. These are two different things. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of adored beast, um, a lot of the, the products have probiotics and digestive enzymes together. Um, I have a digestive enzyme that's that's all that is. And that's what I want your animal yeah. on. If you're having issues with the protein sources. Um, it's and called help them. digest, <laughs> but I digest. think they might, is do they still have some probiotics in there though? So that's my, mm, well, with the, four leave, of them. the four leaf four over for over. product is the digest. Yes. I, yes but digest. that is, I know, but it, is there any probiotics in that one? I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I will look, I will look, but that's so do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think it does because that's the one that Neely okay. always says, look, I just need a digestive enzyme, right? Yeah. You just um, need
1: digestive enzyme. Amylase, protease. You can get one for people. It's the same stuff, folks. It's amylase, it's protease, it's lipase for your carbohydrates, your protein, and your and your fat. Um, and you sprinkle it on the food. It doesn't have any taste. Mix it in. It's gone. It is one of the easiest things to give. Um, but if they're having allergies to everything, that's what you 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 go to.
0: Have you tried the Oley Digest on your food? My food,
1: yeah. no, um, <laughs> I would that's not a problem. I've tried that phyto synergy that tastes like the bottom of the ocean, people. Yeah, it's fishy. it's rough, it's it's not- rough. Um, I've tried because the cocktail that Adored Beast employees use, use is orange juice, and I am not ingesting fructose like that. No, that's not happening, but I haven't found anything else I could put that in. Um, it's it's but my dogs love it, thank god. Yeah, um. Yeah. No, I have another digestive enzyme that I use, and I've been using it for myself on and off for years. Um, torches on that one, and um, he's doing awesome. Uh, but yes, digestive enzymes, very different than your probiotics. And if you're having allergy issues, you're having um, heartburn, acid reflux issues, or licking issues out of your pet, you go to digestive enzymes. Start there. Um, and that's I've heard from a couple of vets that their complaint with a raw diet is the heartburn gets so bad because and there's a reason. Okay. The dog's acid is not high enough, right? Mm-hmm. And it's having trouble digesting the protein. Well, we just up the protein by switching them to a raw food diet, right? Mm-hmm. So they need some digestive enzymes for right now. To. Do this transition or to help them out. Our food source, our food chain is so deplete of everything because our soil is crap because glyphosate has ruined it. Um, that the vast majority of us just need digestive enzymes, period. They're just not present in the food.
0: No, 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 Dr. Andy, you've got it all wrong. It's lab grown meat that we need to
1: eat. It's lab grown meat. Do you know how high the glyphosate level is in that Beyond Burger? because it's all plants how high it's high like oh my god you are so much better with um a beef burger people i didn't yeah, uh, yeah. and so, then there's the lab grown i haven't it got approved over in europe didn't it yeah so there was something i was reading the other day. Yes, okay. yes yes yeah over you in know, europe i so thought the it, eu knew better than that
0: So it's like, oh, let's do all the lab-grown meat and the pet food. Oh, let's don't talk about the glyphosate in it. (laughs) See, I mean, you could sell anything. You just got to point out Mm -hmm. the really good stuff and Mm -hmm. forget. That's what Pfizer does. That's why I'm telling you to Mm -hmm. look at all of your, you know, commercials. Close your eyes when they start talking about the side effects because what (laughs) they want you to do is watch all the people having fun when Mm -hmm. their left nuts about to fall off. (laughs) I sure do like my life with just one nut. <laughs> uh, I can still go to parties. The imagery
1: with- of that one, Didi, was great. Thank right.
0: You. Well, I did, You know, you can go to a party with one nut. It's all right.
1: <laughs> all
0: right, everybody. You want to work with Dr. Andy, just get over to AnimalMagicCare.com. AnimalMagicCare.com. She's going to help you out. Even if your dog only has one nut, she can help you out. Okay? Yep. All right, you get your dog on a species appropriate diet, and no, it's not lab grown meat. Mm-mm. No. It no. is not lab grown meat. All right, and it is not feedlot. So let's get out there. Let's get this dog, but you don't just feed meat. Okay, I'm just gonna say we're gonna get around the spectrum of the animals that's turkey, chicken, duck, that's your poultry. Two red meats are gonna be beef and rabbit, and we got your pork. We got your venison. Yeah, we don't get, we're not going to get too much venison this year. We have venison trim and venison heart. Mm. Okay. Um, You probably got venison because your husband's a hunter. I I actually have a lot of (laughs) venison. That's nice. That is nice. Yeah. But we also have the organs. We have lots of standalone organs. We got the turkey, we got the beef, we got the duck. Um, so you can add organs because a lot of the venison that's out there is not going to have the organs in it, but, um, well,
1: and my venison doesn't have the bone either. So I have to do the next with it. Um, sometimes when I'm lazy, I'll use better bones, um, (laughs) sprinkle it on top. Um, so yeah, yeah. You cannot just go to the grocery store, grab some meat and throw it in the bowl. I don't know things with it.
0: I don't know. That's what people think the raw diet is, but it's not. But it's still not difficult, okay? It's still not hard. We might get easy for you right here at rawdogfoodandcompany.com. Where your pet's health is our business, Dr. Andy. And what? Friends
1: don't let friends feed kibble.
0: That's right. We'll see you guys soon, everybody. Bye. Oh, snap, snap.